Welcome back, gamers. This is Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Josh Edgington. And this is 8-Bit Movie Review, the podcast where we usually watch movies based on video games. However, this week we start our monthly favorite video game discussion. Once a month, we will be discussing one of our all-time favorite video games. And this week we eat pizzas that make us spin, stub our toes, and throw enemies at Shredder. And the SNES classic beat-em-up, TMNT4, Turtles in Time. Let's kick shell! So, Josh, we're finally discussing Turtles in Time, my absolute fucking favorite Super Nintendo game. Wow. One of my favorites. Oh, okay. Jeez, I was going to say, learning. I do have other ones that we will discuss at this point. As Josh and I mentioned in our previous episode, uh, we are trying new things to expand our live action choices for video game movies. It's very slim. Um, You know, we're already what? This is episode 18. You know, we and uh, the list. There's new movies coming out, which we're looking forward to seeing. But well, I mean, I'm not really looking forward to seeing Monster Hunter Andrew. No, but hey, Mega Man's coming at some point. 2022, uh, it said. Who, who's it going to be? Like <laughs> Elijah Joseph Wood? Gordon-Levitt is like <laughs> Mega Man. <laughs> Maybe just him taking selfies. Like, send me a video of you like shooting robots on your end, and we'll do a collab. <laughs> with- <laughs> hitrecord.com do you think uh do you think that nintendo or and capcom and stuff will try to make their own kind of like mcu and do what was that nintendo power um um oh um uh something game master yeah and had like like simon belmont and the kid out of like the oh yeah simon belmont was in it mega Mega man Man was in it kid icarus yeah yeah, and then like the villains was like something, King the, Hippo. something the game master. I can't remember exactly what the yeah. Name was. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I, I forgot what that was called. But do I think they're going to try to make but some sort of like almost the... an MCU type thing of it? No, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think they have. Or Smash I, I think Brothers. Worried movie? about trying to figure out like just how to do like a Zelda show. Like, is he going to be a silent protagonist like he's supposed to be, or is he, or is he not? Because how do you how do you move a narrative forward? Of, well, okay. Now I was going to say, how do you move a narrative forward with the, with the characters that don't speak, but. I mean, just from the boys, we know that like Kamiko's character is one of the most, one of the best characters that like displays emotions and stuff without yeah. actually speaking and, and using that fake sign language they came up with. And it's true because if you've seen Stranger Things, they do the same thing with Eleven, and she barely talks. When she starts to talk later on, though, they, it's still kind of weird. Yeah, I just with Link, I don't, I just don't yeah. know how well that's. I, gonna I don't be. see how it's going to work. He definitely would need to talk. Maybe it'll be again like the Nintendo Power cartoon with Link. When it was like him and Zelda pretty much fighting like a married couple. Oh, if it, if it's that, if it's a live action version of that with the whole excuse me, if it's with that, <laughs> yeah. I'm down, dude. Dude, I'm, I'm I'll donate to the Kickstarter for that thing, dude. That <laughs> sounds awesome. So as you can see, this episode, uh, we'll be doing these type of episodes monthly. We'll be discussing a certain video game, but also just talking about different things going on in different shows that might be coming out for video games. Um, Yeah, you know how easily we're distracted we get when we talk about, we're supposed to be talking about a movie and eventually we just talk about other things that are better. 
And so, yeah, I think this is a good opportunity. The main focus will be TMNT Turtles on Time, which last weekend we played the shit out of. It was fucking awesome. It was fucking awesome. Josh will probably tell you that he carried me a little bit. But... I was just better. That's all. No, no. He had those, those fucking Leonardo fucking swords. And I had my little puny awesome nunchucks. Except and, what he's not noticing is I was I was throwing every enemy at the screen like a king. But you know what? I like was a king among I was dying more because I was going after more people. Yeah, That's he was more reckless. Man. Yeah, we get it. And he steals resources. Oh well, fuck you. <laughs> no, we were actually very good about sharing resources. You got to be good at those sharing those resources. Which is which is it's great that you can play a game like that where you're like, well, I know I can't hit my my second player or my co player. But I could at least screw them over. And it's like, well, they have one hit left. Well, I'm taking that pizza even though I don't need it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to take that power up because I won't watch you suffer. Oh, you need to kill two more people to get a one up? Nah, I got them. Yeah. That's definitely the structure. Most people play beat em ups is like, you know, you share the resources, which is typically food. And then this, of course, it's pizza, guys. I mean, it's got to be. And of course, there's one pizza that has a bomb on it, which doesn't make any sense. I think it's a picture of a bomb. It's red. And then when you, you get it, you spin, spin and you say what, Josh? Pizza power! Oh. And you spin. How do you not know? I I don't know. It, I mean, I remember the pizza time and the on my toes and most of which stuff. Which we will discuss. I mean, how would you not? All right, so Turtles in Time was originally in the arcade at, in 1991 and then was re-released on the Super Nintendo in 1992 and renamed as Turtles 4. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. Yeah. Which is like one, a sequel to another one of my favorite turtle games, the Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. The one for NES, right? Yes. So which good. to me is the true first Ninja Turtles video game. Yeah. The, I, yeah. The original one on NES was just, for, it was limited by the car, the system it was on, meaning it was unnecessarily difficult in some places, um, especially like platforming was really difficult just because of the motion like how the turtles moved and stuff like that um have you ever beat that game i have actually beat no it once it's hard oh, i've gotten really it's far so but it's like really the underwater level is fucking the worst yeah if yes if you can get past the underwater the 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 dam level where you have to go through all those yep. electric corals and take out all the bombs if you can do that without losing like two turtles you are kind of in a good position to get to the end of the game if you know where you're going and it's just a lot of like Trying not to get run over by cars, going into buildings, picking up power-ups at the end of the building and realizing it doesn't actually progress the way forward. Finding another building. Oh, this building had a rocket See, that the, I can use to take out a barrier. That's the thing as a kid I hated was the you popped out of the sewer yeah. and it was kind of this open world type. Not really too open, but it was like it, that's what they were going yeah. for where you can go into any sewer. There was no. They wanted you to be confused by kind of trying to get around and they wanted you to keep going into the same areas so that you would, you know, lose your health trying to. Because enemies respawn over and over again. Yeah. So they wanted you to do that. And if you don't know which way to go, you're going to have a bad time. Oh, yeah. So I didn't really care for that one. But this one, which was developed by Konami. Of course. And composers were, I always butcher this, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mushiiko Mushi Izumi. Oh, boy. Who also did, who also composed uh, Gradius 3 and also Kaza Nakamaru. Nope. Kazo Nakamura? Yeah. Kazo Nakamura. He's trying, folks. I'm trying, all right. Um who he he did most of he did like almost all the other video games um 
Other, he did a lot of he composed a lot of the Ninja Turtle arcade games and all those and all those types. I think he may even compose the music for the TMNT rock opera. What the coming out of our shelves? Yes. Wow. Which uh, fun fact about that in the arcade version of Turtles in Time, uh, a song called Pizza Power. Um, yeah, I think yeah, Pizza Power was from the rock opera and they put it in the arcade game, but it's not in the SNES one. Wow. They probably were like, nah, we want to distance ourselves from that. Um, that so was, that was for a horrifying concert. Anybody, I, I did say it in the intro, we will be discussing the Super Nintendo version of this game and not the arcade version, um, mainly because I like the Super Nintendo one better. And... Yeah, that's, what, that's the one I knew. That's the yeah. one I had. I mean, I did play the, the uh, arcade one, and there's subtle differences. I think there's like one or two levels are different or something like that, or maybe you get one level in the SNES version you don't get in the arcade or something like yes, that. Yes, you get I know a, there is a difference. You get an extra Technodrome level in okay. the Super Nintendo version. Also... Bebop and Rocksteady are not in the arcade version, where there is the pirate ship level, yeah. but it's Tokar and Razor there. You don't. Well, oh, you, you don't, don't get the, fight them. You don't get because oh, okay. you don't get that first Technodrome level. Gotcha. And then Shredder is not, and we'll discuss a little further. Shredder's different in the arcade version. It's just Shredder, and um, the Super Nintendo version, Super it's Shredder. Super Shredder yeah. from Secret of the Use, uh, Ninja Turtles Two, the movie. Uh, so let's get down into it, Josh. Um, so we played the game and for people that are familiar, um, with the game, this is pretty much who this episode's for, because come on, Turtles in Time, if you're a gamer, yeah. especially if you were born in the, uh, early nineties or mid eighties, you know, this fucking game. Yeah. It's, you know. Yeah. There's no reason to listen to this episode if you don't have appreciation for the Turtles in oh, this yeah, game. Exactly. Um, and this game was like one of the peak beat em up games that I remember from the 90s. Like, yeah, the NES arcade game, it's like, that was sick. I had a lot of fun with that when we had a Nintendo. But then this came this out. This was a total step up. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the fighting, like the combat was way uh, amped up and a little bit more technical. You know, it wasn't just hack slash. You can also get the moves where you throw the enemy at the screen. I, I think you can get up to a seven hit combo, I think I read. like, Yeah, you can like grab enemies by the foot and smash them around like the Hulk. Like there's a lot, a lot of different things in this game that you know the NES couldn't do, and then also the big step up is the music. Like the soundtrack on this game, TMNT Turtles in Time, is one of the most iconic oh, yeah. for an SNES game. I think it's it's probably up there with. Okay, I will say it for me. It might be the top non RPG SNES soundtrack, top three at least non RPG, because we know all the you know Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy III and all that. Well, four. They just have unbelievable soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Nobu Matsu, but but this non RPG. This is probably my one of my top three. And I discussed with Josh when we were playing the game. I was like, I wonder why there's there's not a lot of covers of these songs. And he brought up, you know, it'd probably be very difficult. Like, very true. A lot of these songs are are fucking awesome. Fast paced. They fucking rock. slap. Yeah, fast paced, like heavy rock stuff. I mean, Lame Genie did a cover of the uh, the last Technodrome level, and like even some of the stuff. The instrument uh, parts, they just had to program it because like they could, no one could do it. <laughs> well, I mean, with a three piece, yeah, but it's just it's using the extent of the SNES's soundboard to create just unbelievable music. And like we, when we started playing it, like every song, new song that came up, like Sewer Surfing, we immediately are singing it. 
the first one, just the da 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 Yeah. The Technodrome, like, da 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 Dude, so good. Well, like Josh was saying, the the music in this, uh, especially for people our age, is so iconic, which, as soon as we played that first level, and you hear, Big Apple, 3 a.m. It just, ah. Oh. Immediately. I think the thing that makes this soundtrack so iconic is those classic Konami orchestra hits. Konami usually does have fucking yeah. slapping songs. Yeah, game. I mean, a lot of publishers and developers, you kind of, when you play their games, you hear similar sound effects. You hear similar things um, in a lot of their games. So I'm sure if we listen to like more Konami games, we might hear more stuff that sounds similar. Like they probably use the same like synth patch to like program a bunch of games. But yeah, I mean, there's not enough I can say about the soundtrack that already hasn't been said already. Uh, and this it just is... screams Ninja Turtles. Like... Oh, the whole the whole soundtrack screams Ninja Turtles. And, and that, every part of it. And that first level is just so. Um, they just like immediately get like, okay, I'm in New York. I'm like at a construction site fighting the foot and then boom you bump into fucking krang and the giant fucking suit that he has like shooting yeah, lasers giant, at you like, yeah building size krang suit because his like head is what shoots lasers like yeah i don't know how he got so big but i guess that's cool yeah um in the game would he change sizes I mean, not the game in in the show or comic books. I don't. Th- I, don't I don't remember that. that. No, no, I think I don't he just stayed one size. Yeah, I mean, I remember it changing into like like a shit, like a rocket, like it could shoot away and stuff like that, fly away. But I don't remember it getting like gigantic, like building size. Because why wouldn't you just always be giant building? Well, I guess he's got to be in small places too, Krang. You know, he's got to get around. He is pretty big though, but not that big. No. So is it like a teeny Krang too, like driving that little? <laughs> or does, or does Krang grow with the suit? I don't think so, There's though. Because then, Krang. in that case, then why wouldn't Krang just be big all the time and just eat everybody? Because that's what he's trying to do. Take Krang to take over the world. You know the what? World. The inconsistencies in this game, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> it leaves us with too many too many questions unanswered. And you know what I was just thinking, too? Um, so the plot of this game is what? Uh, Shredder steals the Statue of Liberty and then goes through time? Why? Uh yes, <laughs> but why? No, you yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to. It doesn't make. Come on, sense. man! You have the power to go through time. Why aren't you doing different shit? Why are you still? No, I think he was. Because uh, if you remember, when he goes through time, the foot's there. Especially just to remember the um the prehistoric level at the end of it. There's a giant shredder face on the side of a mountain in the distance. So it's showing that like through time he's influencing things, but then they're stopping it. So I think he's just trying to like set up like his dominion in different eras, and it doesn't work because the the the, the Ninja Turtles come in there and they they fuck shit up. They take out the foot. Yeah, I, I guess it. Uh, I know well, who are those a, rock monsters. Well, those are from Planet X. Those guys are from Planet X. Oh, okay. I'm surprised they didn't put the Rhino people in this too. That's like a like, yeah. like people from Planet X. Hmm. Those are like Crane's peeps. Like he, like their clan that he made like uh, a deal with or something. I don't know. I don't know the whole thing. Um, when they redid the comics, which uh, everybody look out for the look for the they they're a few years old right now. The ID the IDW um 
Ninja Turtles comic. They they merged like the old comic storyline with the 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 nineteen eighties TV show storyline and like characters and stuff like that because a lot of those characters in the TV show were just made up for toys. Like oh, like yeah, oh, most of them. Bebop and Rocksteady were not in the original comic book. Yeah, like Baxter Stockman. I thought all of them. Most thought, of them. I thought all of. I think like, Baxter Stockman was in the comics. Yeah, I thought that like Ninja Turtles but I don't in think general it into was made like toys yes. first and then everything after it well as, as far as i believe the the original comic was written as a joke anyway uh was it kevin eastman it um, was it was written as a joke it to make fun of daredevil I frank think, right? Mar- miller's daredevil because uh, yeah. he thought it was stupid that frank miller made daredevil grittier and made and it, it grew in popularity because people loved it and don't quote quote me on this this is just like stuff i've known for a while but never really fully fact-checked but i believe that's what it was and he was kind of like Anybody can take anything and make it gritty and and like make it good. And that's pretty much what he did. Mm-hmm. And people loved it. <laughs> well, the first uh, Ninja Turtles comics were like super dark and like oh, yeah. graphic. But then the idea of it caught on in a mainstream sense. And they're like, well, we can make a lot of money off of the toys if we make them more kid friendly. And then the cartoons and everything came out after yeah, that. They didn't even have different colored. No, it was all it, red. I all thought, red. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were all red bandanas. Or had different personalities. They changed that, like, yeah. for, you know. It's it's definitely, um, I would say if you were to get into Ninja Turtles, like, if you haven't gotten to the shows, the ni- the old cartoons we loved as a kid were overly zany and goofy. Um, just watch the Burger King VHSs. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I, I still loved them when yeah. I watched them, but they're just ridiculous. It's just like. Oh, they're so ridiculous. Yeah, like, just Bebop and Rocksteady constantly be like, yeah, boss, we tried our best. And, and Crane just being like, get me those turtles. We got to get to Planet X. That's pretty much all it was. Where um, later on, the I think it was the 2003 adaptation was actually, the animated series was actually more towards the comic books. Um, which I'll talk more about that later. About that version. Because they made a game similar to this and it was actually pretty good. But Yes. Man, we could talk about tur- different stuff about the turtles constantly. You know, it's There's a lot of turtles. It's a lot. It's it's really good. And uh, the 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 reason back to the game. Um, I love this is because you know it it had all my favorite um villains. Um, you know that right off the bat we fight Baxter Stockman. Yeah, I mean it even included all the brand new ones from the movie that had like just come out. Yeah, which was, I mean, obviously that was an intentional tie-in so that they could sell more SNES games, but. I didn't complain. I wanted I wanted to fight Token Razor and fucking Bebop and Rocksteady and Mecha Turtle and uh, Metalhead. Metalhead, yeah, the the uh, prehistoric one. Uh, slash, slash. Did um did you have a favorite villain that you liked in this game? Oh man, I mean. Would we consider Casey Jones a villain? He was a villain in the cartoon, but right? he wasn't in this video game. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm just, I'm talking about. Video oh, just game. in this video just game. Okay, game. yeah. Um, well, in the, I, I think mean, we're gonna have to one day do a whole Ninja Turtle discussion because favorite uh, boss fight in general in this game, yes. Then it has to be the first one with Shredder, where you're throwing the people at the screen because I just thought that was the most like unique concept, unique gameplay thing. Like when you first do that in the game, you're like. Okay, that's fucking cool. You're like, that's super cool that you can do that move. And then for them to implement that as a necessary thing to progress a boss battle is just so fucking cool. Yeah, for people that might just be listening and haven't played the game, in the third level, Technodrome, 
uh, because every at the beginning of every level they announce the name of the level just in a way like you heard from that video I quick quickly played Big Apple 3 a.m. Oh, fucking love it! In the Technodrome level, the first one, it is probably one of the coolest boss fights I've ever played as a kid. So I agree with Josh. This is definitely one of my favorites. So Shredder is kind of um in first person on the screen but you're playing in the third person as the turtles and he's shooting at you and has claws and trying to like get you and your goal is to fight the foot and also throw them at shredder at the screen yeah and it's cool it that it's funny that you mentioned that because when i first played the this game that was like the thing that like as a kid i'm like you can throw them at the screen and i think in the arcade version they even hit the screen and slide yeah, or there's like an animation might of like been... a cracked screen or something like that briefly, or like damage to the screen or something. I think like that. that's that's when you fight Shredder. Oh, okay. I I don't remember if they did that in that in the SNES version. I think that's only in the arcade. But that is definitely one of the best, and that's not in the arcade version. That's only in the SNES version. Yeah, um, and I mean, it just kind of you fight Shredder in the third stage, and you're like, wow, this is a really quick game. And then it's like, nope, now it's time travel, and now you're going to travel through all these different periods of time, and you're going to fight your favorite villains on a pirate-themed level, yeah. or in 65 million BC, or uh, you're well, going to fight them in the future on like what looks like an F-Zero like track. So I'd like to actually, real quickly, because I want to do some of the songs, too. We'll go through... We're not going to go over overboard on this because, come on, it's not a movie. It's a video game, so we don't really need to. But, uh, you know, after the first level, we get into one of my favorite levels because not only do you fight one of my favorite toys that I never got to own that I wanted uh, and one of my favorite characters, it had this level had to me the coolest fucking song. And I think this would actually be a little tough to cover, but I wish somebody would do Super it. Surfing? Nope. It is Alley Cat Blues. I used to have this song as my ringtone when I was like in my early 20s and I thought I was so fucking cool. And I just, ah, uh, and like every time I hear this music, I just, in the sounds, the sounds in this game are fucking unbelievable. Oh, shell shock. My toes, my toes. My toes, my toes. <laughs> Which I fucking love everything from that. I but uh, Alley Cat Blues was always a favorite level of me because I love the music um, and just fighting Metalhead. He's one of the easiest villains to fight, but he just yeah, looks cool. Crazy. And that's that's the thing about the Ninja Turtles um, villains—they just look cool. I mean, he's not easier than Super Shredder. No, he's not. Super Shredder is kind of a the last boss. I will say the biggest fault with this game. Is it's so easy if you know the pattern? Which Josh and oh, I, will, the, we'll, I told you the pattern. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, 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 yeah, yeah. After so many times, I've beaten this game with just dodging and just trying to hit him as much as I, 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 as I could. And I played this game a million times. I never realized that there was only really one point you can injure There's only him. Only one attack you one. can you can hit him with. He has one insta kill attack, which is the green attack turns you into a turtle we'll get into it though because i want to break down oh well quick. you started talking about it don't so you what'd you say what'd you i said i guess i said we'll get into it <laughs> josh just kicked my dog guys it was a candy cane that's what i call my dog <laughs> and then after um 
and when you fight Metalhead, I think it introduced the uh, there's a sewer pipe. I always liked that you can fall in it. And I think a little bubble comes out that says who turned out the lights. They couldn't get that. That's too long for them to say. <laughs> I think it was like you just hear. Oh, yeah, but it says who turns out. the Yeah, lights. it does yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. And uh, I, I, Josh and I were constantly fighting to see who can get the last hit on each boss. It was me. Don't listen to him. He's a fucking liar. I only lost two lives. Andrew lost like a, a million. I it wasn't a million. It was maybe like seven. OK, well, seven is how many until you have a continue because we bumped up the lives. So Andrew sucks. No, we bumped up the oh, yeah, we did bump rules up. and Josh rules. And then once you beat Metalhead, we get into, I believe, one of Josh's favorite levels. Sewer surfing. Sewer surfing, baby. Sewer surfing. Um, I, I don't think it's my favorite level, but it's one of my favorite songs. Now, in, in the arcade version, this level was actually just a level. And this was the level before you actually go back in time. There was no boss in this level, which is weird why in this um, version, the SNES version... Well, that's why it starts as a bonus stage. That's weird that it's a bonus stage, though, because as far as I know in bonus stages, even if you you die... Because I've played this with my niece, and I'm, I'm not using her as an excuse, because I've never died in this level, because... It's really hard to die in this level unless you get hit by every single spike bomb and you say, what, Josh? Which Andrew did when we were playing. No, I, I fucking <laughs> rocked at that level. Andrew was saying, my toes, my toes, <laughs> so many times. Well, I was I was actually saying that myself. Yeah, he kept stepping I on kept Legos. I kept stepping on my le- he kept, on Legos. He didn't clean up his Legos before we yeah, played. Yeah, I was, I was playing with Legos on the floor. And, you know, even though my girlfriend Kat said, you got to pick up your Legos before your friend Josh comes over. I was like, no. And then I just kept stepping on him. I don't think any of that's true. I think that was just made up for drama. I don't have a girlfriend. I live alone. Wow. <laughs> but it, like, like I, most bonus stages, you die, you can move on. But like this, it, it, you die, you can't progress. That's just you know, this level. So it's not really. I, th- I think calling it a bonus level because also, well, it's a bonus beginning of the stage because once you get past all those mines and the aliens. It does give wraps up your bonuses. It tells you how many bonuses you got and gives you points accordingly. Yeah. Then it does the boss thing. But I, I just figure bonus levels is things you have to unlock on your own. Like in Donkey Kong Country, you know, you got to find the bonus barrels to get to these bonus games. Where this is just handed to you. Okay. Yeah, that's all I want. I was just discussing it, man. Ow, my toe, my toe. I, my Legos are on there. My camel toe. <laughs> my camel toe. And another difference in this, like I said, there's no boss in the arcade version, where in the SNES they add another classic. I wouldn't say he's my favorite, but he's like a classic Ninja Turtle villain. Just because of the vehicle. Rid- he's also rid- ridiculous. And he, yeah, he does have that cool vehicle that he has. Rat, the Rat the Catcher show. guy or something? Rat, 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 rat King. Rat King. Ratman. Isn't that also a Batman villain? I wouldn't be surprised. There's a fucking Willy Wonka type fucking villain. A Mad Hatter in Batman. Yeah, I was going to say Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> he wears a hat. <laughs> that's the only thing. That, <laughs> Willy a, Wonka, that's Mad a, Hatter, same thing. That's another nostalgic thing, too, because I had that Rat King uh, vehicle. and um, You said you didn't have it. I didn't say it. Did I? Yeah, I thought you said that was the only toy you wish you had had. No, I'm t- I was talking about Metalhead. Oh, you're right. You were talking about. I wanted Metalhead, yeah. but my mom said she could never find it, and I'd have friends that had it. And I was like, "It's just so shiny." 
That's, that's how he would say it. His mom's like, so shiny, why would you mom. say it like that? I'm and never buying like, I'm it. I'm never you. fucking buying that. I don't want him sitting there going, he's so shiny, my precious. And and just seeing this 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 boss like very nostalgic, like the toy and everything, and that it shoots the missiles, and uh, you know that's a very cool level. And it, it's it's just like you're surfing and everything like that on these rocket powered. How did Donnie get all this technology? Like people just flushing uh, technology down the fucking he drain. Knows, he, he knows machines. <laughs> he just he knows. Fuck, he fucks with them, dude. He fucks. They come and he like you know machines come and have for a one night stand. And he just guts them. I'd and... say he fucks machines. <laughs> I said he fucks with them. What's the difference? Honestly, what is the fucking difference, Josh? He's, the difference is he's not sticking his turtle dick in a, in a fucking computer. He's messing around with it. He's learning. So he learned technology. Learn and then he applied day. his technology to the turtles. So after this. That's <laughs> why the new movie got it so right. <laughs> the, the new movie, the way he said it. The new movie where he's he's a tinkerer and he, get, he, get, he put the technology on him. The new movie got it right. Thanks, Michael Bay. Hmm. I did like actually the second one a little bit better than the first one that Michael Bay did. I think what helped when I watched the first one finally was I was drunk. Uh, and I had allowed a long period of time to come out after I was like, this is the worst movie ever. And then Megan I watched it. Fox sucked it. As yeah, she's film. just a bad actress in general. I don't I don't remember much she's been in that. I was like, she put out a great performance. No, nah, she sucked. And she wasn't just used for like trailer fodder yeah or eye candy constantly yeah. like there's even a point where she's like oh i gotta look sexy to go undercover and and uh yeah it just it didn't it didn't work and casey jones looks fucking stupid in the second one yeah it was a joke um the new movies weren't that great but, but you were right the second one was pretty was not bad but you bought some rocks they were pretty good i did like how krang looked in yeah the second one. That and was they sized cool. him down yeah to the turtles they sized the turtles down yeah so which I I liked a little more and in the personalities they got pretty good. The guy that played Mikey, who was I think in Shameless, he plays like uh Mickey, I think. And then of course we had fucking what's his name is Leo uh from Jackass. Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville was the voice of him? Yeah, I'm pr- oh, no. yeah, he was the voice of Leonardo and then oh, fuck. Wasn't Jason Bateman one no not Jason Bateman. That's- well, Will Arnett was in the movie. Yeah, yeah, but he looked just like that that guy from because he was the 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 reporter that was always against April O'Neil. But in this, except he seemed to be flirting with April O'Neil, yeah. who was twenty years younger than, him, which was really weird. Oh wow! Now we're reviewing that movie. I know we're not. Next level, Technodrome. Let's kick shout. We get into the te- first Technodrome level, which again, the music in this <laughs> is so fucking. This isn't my. This is like I mentioned. This my is a top Konami, one like, is a Technodrome, but it's the later Technodrome level. That one's really good too. The, like final Technodrome level. That soundtrack is amazing. But this one's still really good. It, it's kind of like it follows the same, like almost rhythm as the last. Like they kind of, the music kind of follows the same. Like like the last one was Sewer Surfing, and then before that was they kind of a little bit similar. And then like it gets to the end and it gets like almost demonic. You're, you're getting to the end. Things are getting darker. People are dying when you, I only see the turtles killing bosses and stuff like that. They're murdering them. Yeah. Leonardo has two swords. <laughs> well, we, we, He's it, leaving their dead bodies in well, other times. Well, on this level, they kill babies. Babies! They're babies! They're babies! Because in this level, we, was that? we get, uh, you know, you remember in uh, which the bosses of this game are from 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze, Togar and Razar. Oh, when they unmutate, they become babies. Because in the movie, they call Shredder, Mama? And she goes, they're babies! <laughs> insert clip here? <laughs> All you have to insert is, uh, yeah, it's quiet. Yeah, a little too quiet. Hey, it's Raph. Yeah, a little too Raph. <laughs> that's like <laughs> that's the only thing you have to put in. You know you're a true Turtles fan if you hear people say that, because that's like the best thing. Like, Well, yeah, no, because right after we played TMNT, or maybe like a game or two after, we watched an episode of The Mandalorian, and someone said, it's quiet. Yeah, a little too quiet. And then immediately we were like, yeah, it's Raph. Yeah, a little too Raph. Which re- reminded me of, uh, and if you guys aren't familiar with this uh, podcast, check it out. How this get played? Did the NES version of Ninja Turtles, and they brought that up, and then they discussed the movie, uh, TMNT Two, the Secret boobs. of the Ooze, and they talk about like their favorite joke, and that was the one. And I was like, oh my god! Yeah, I don't really remember many jokes from that movie. Other than that, I I, I remember the second one, Secret of the Ooze, being way more kid friendly. Well, yeah, they definitely did. The first one was way more of a nod towards the comics where the second one was just like the whole first opening is just a montage of people walking through the streets and eating gross, gooey pizza. Honestly, that pizza looked so good back in the day. It was like over. That wasn't even real pizza. They were definitely Yeah, that was like probably like glue on the top of it or something. Whatever like fake stuff they put on like like when they do promotional stuff for like food places like. We need to get this image of this cheese, yeah. our pizza cheese spreading. It's like, okay, well, that's just like plaster of Paris. Like, we'll take a piece of pizza and we're just going to kind of like paint on this cheese. And they're like, all right, well, we're going to fake eat this stuff. Is this edible? No, don't, no, don't no, chew no. it. Don't swallow it. Just we got to get the shot and then you spit it out. And then you spit it out because that's what it looked like, like glue or something like that. And the thing about those movies, the old ones, it was always Domino's Pizza because Domino's was sponsoring the yeah. movie. And they always made Domino's Pizza look really good but domino's pizza is not that good i don't remember if it looked like that when we were younger and they changed it but now it always looks like a a microwaved pizza yeah i can't i i don't go to domino's but if i do you only get pan pizza pan pizza is the only pizza that tastes okay there everything else is garbage oh and because they sponsored the ninja turtles it's the only place you can get anchovies jello jelly bean and ice cream pizza that sounds fucking terrible yeah that's like a pizza from a mixture of different pizzas like you can look up a list of Ninja Turtles pizzas. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> it seemed like they just liked gross things and were trying to mask the taste of pizza. So it made me wonder if they actually did really like pizza. I mean, just pe- ice cream on pizza sounds fucking terrible. Ice cream on pizza? Just You said jelly beans, something, and ice cream. Yeah. Well, I was just saying, j- ice cream just seems like, like, how does it stay on? You're going to have one watery fucking pizza. That, that ice cream is going to melt. As soon as it hits that well, pizza. you fold the pizza in half and then you just kind of drink it like a straw. So do you have to pop the scoop on right mm-hmm. before you eat? Because if it sits on there, yeah. you're going to have pizza soup. Or, turtle as soup. Yeah. Shredder would say, turtle soup. Yeah. <laughs> I stole that. So this is the level where we were discussing where you fight Shredder. That happens. That really awesome, cool. Awesome part. Super unique. Definitely using the limits of the SNES. Well, this game definitely does that really well, where it's not the standard just kind of side-scrolling fighter. Uh, For the most part, it is. I would say about 80% of the game is a side-scrolling fighter, but then it utilizes a lot of, like, 
the 16 bits, I guess you could say, like, cause we have that one boss battle where it's your, you are fate, you're throwing stuff towards the screen, fighting towards the screen. You have the Krang level where it looks like you're on an F zero track and you're on these jet things that are kind of and the, the levels kind of changing depending on what point you are. If you're just trying, avoiding enemies or you're at the boss and now it's a different perspective. And I don't know. I just think, uh, it, they used a lot. They used all of the 16 bits. They knew what they were doing. So the um they they the SNES was well praised for the the way that it it did it because there was a lot of things that they did that um uh, that Konami was kind of worried about that the SNES couldn't do certain things that the arcade version did yeah. like they had to leave out a couple actions that the turtles did out of this one but again the uh what was the Knight Rider level i think that's what it's called yeah i think so too um Night writers they were well praised for the way that they they did that they actually it's been on record they said that it was actually done better than it they did it in the arcade i believe it that's a great level too yeah another great level which again i think like being a kid and playing a game you're like oh shit the turtles are in time and and even though I didn't really feel that way about Tur- Ninja Turtles 3 I was like oh they're in time and we get prehistoric Turtlesaur fucking like these songs make me want to beat people <laughs> and in, in this level it's it's cool you see the foot riding dinosaurs which is a kid I wondered how the foot was able to tame well even though at this point they're robots yeah. in this universe so it, easily they tame because they're robots. they're robots they can speak dinosaur yeah sure yeah and this is also when That's we canon. unless I don't think they were in the um technodrome level but i think this is when we get introduced to the planet x rock guys which i don't know this is the first level they appear in yeah which i also found out upon my research another difference between the arcade uh and this one in the snes one you know how when you're like in the technodrome and then like different levels too you have the robots that are kind of like on scooters and they scoot around and they shoot you with the rope and they electrocute yeah, the little you. um they kind of look like that uh Robot, for, they're like uh, the one-wheeled silver robot guy. That uh, yeah, I don't remember what his name. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember what, what those little guys were called in the in the show. I I didn't remember them very much in the show. Um, but there was a different version of them in the arcade that had a punching, uh, glove that would hit you. And also they replaced those with uh they they in the arcade there's mousers, and in this they replaced the mousers with these. Oh, I, I was I didn't even think of it either because I, I there's mousers in this game. Is there? There's one level I remember there being maybe mousers. the last level I, I think, think there's so, mouse, yeah. mousers. I think there was supposed to be mousers more in the beginning as well. Yeah, there's the the wheelie boys that with the, the <laughs> wheelie boys with the with the rope the electric ropes which were definitely in the NES arcade game too. Um, mousers should have been more frequent. They should have been in all the Technodrome levels, but I don't think they were. Um, and then they also had those like little little ground plated fucking ones that were really small. Those also, yeah. I don't know. I remember what, I, I, I don't remember I remember what they're called. talking about. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But back to this level, again, one of my favorite villains, which was a cool toy. And now newer versions I see of him, I hate because they, they alter it. Of course, as time goes on is slash the evil Ninja turtle. Mm. Which I believe he's just a snapping turtle, which 
Yeah. If you don't know the secret, the best way to beat this character is two players. If not, he's pretty hard if if you're doing it by yourself or, or don't know the best way to beat this. And Josh, how did we defeat this character? You just get on either side and just keep whacking away. <laughs> <laughs> we just juggled him the entire time. And he didn't even move. Once we had it set up, he couldn't even move. And you did the best impression because, again, this game has the best noises, the sound effects and everything. And <laughs> that's what it sounds like when you hit a bad guy, a boss. Yeah, you just hear like. <laughs> Which, you know, I haven't played it, but I wonder if I have. Let me see. Let's play that boss. Let's play that boss battle music. It just gets you like so pumped, but also at the same time you're like fuck, 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 and and it's so good. And speaking, of, we spoke about Lame Genie this, earlier. Yeah, Lame Genie did. Yeah, yep. they, and, this is the one they covered. And this song will be in this episode. I've uh, you know what? Let's just play it right now. Fuck it. Yeah, play it right now. such a good version of the song and it's like if i if i i that's the one song i would i wanted a cover of and it's it's just so fucking good well i mean with anything on the soundtrack it has to be super high energy and they're a super high energy cover band and that, and and that's the thing about this game again the music just keeps getting you pumped keep wanting to go you know mm-hmm. uh and you know every time i hear that song again slash was the one when i was younger was the hardest character that I kept going back to and fighting. And again, it's, he's, he's a lot harder if you play him by yourself in the arcade version, you get, I think it's, he's called cement man. <laughs> you fight. I remember uh, that. Yeah. It's some weird boss, right? Yeah. And that's why I like, I, I like this version better, even though it's fun. Always playing. This is definitely a game. I look for every time I go to the arcades, but it's like a mud monster type thing. Hmm. And he like shoot, like he can have one of the turtles get stuck. Well, like, well, he comes over and like fights you and stuff like that. Um, well, I think they for the arcade, they might have just wanted to include cheaper bosses because they want you to keep pumping in tokens. So a boss like that where it's like, oh, I can just hold an enemy while I'm deal damage to another person. It's like they want it to be cheap. They want you to put a bunch of tokens. in. True. Uh, yeah, I did wonder why they chose the characters that they did for the arcade version, because there are some nostalgic characters in there, but they didn't go as heavy handed as the SNES version and why, in my opinion, the SNES version reigns supreme. Yeah. Well, I think the they wanted to make the SNES one more accessible. That's why they also kind of toned it more towards the movie that was coming out. Yeah. Where the arcade, they just want to make as much money. So they need to, you know, keep it similar to the SNES one, but make it different so that people want to continue playing it because it is different because it's turtles yeah that's why i played it even if it's like one different level or one different boss i'd still be pumping ten dollars and fucking tokens into that thing and then probably going to play the simpsons arcade game right after it which actually uh the composer of this um the one who's named is matt groaning is fucking matt groaning 
Koza Nakamura, he also composed the music for the Simpsons arcade game. Which makes sense, because the music's really good in that. Yeah, I can see that. Now I lost my train of thought. What I was gonna say. Oh, did you ever play the um did you ever play the remake for this uh that they came out with for Xbox and then later on on the PS3? Yes, I believe your brother and me played it several years ago, like almost yeah. a decade ago, it, if I remember correctly. It did get a lot of bad reviews, but I think it was also some of the reviews I I found on it were mainly because I think a lot of people didn't know that there was a difference between the arcade version and the SNES version. Was it more tar- like the arcade? Yes. Oh, so that people didn't like the differences. I, I don't remember there being many th- updates other than that. Like, it probably looked a little better, but I think it was just a port, right? Like, No, really... it, it, they totally did a whole 3D... Um you know overhaul like it 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 was like a re three it was a reskinned like 3d version but it, it was like you know remade i think ubisoft ended up making it mm-hmm. and a lot of people weren't happy about that either that you know konami didn't run it and uh some of the songs i think were altered a little bit too mm-hmm. or some of the songs i don't even think were in it well that's just a shame yeah i i enjoyed it because you know it was turtles and it was you know it was a it was it was the remake of one of my favorite games. The only thing is, it was the arcade version, so it didn't have like I was like, oh man, I can't wait to see what Slash looks like, and then I forgot. I got Cement Man, and I was like, got oh, Axel Rose I got Axel Rose instead. <laughs> uh, yeah, that I I it was again, it was fun for nostalgia's sakes, but at the same time, the original, the SNES one, is the one that reigns supreme, and yeah, it's my just superior. It's weird how there are some games on SNES that are just better than like the Genesis counterparts or better than other versions that came out. Another example that comes to mind is Aladdin. Aladdin for Genesis is ultimately better than the, the way SNES better one. game. For some reason, the soundtrack's better, the game combat's better. There's well, the, more, the, the better genie levels. level alone it and the Aladdin one, which we. One of our video and look for it later. We haven't recorded it yet, but we have discussed. We're going to probably be doing a Disney video game Genesis SNES comparison between games because especially Disney games, there was always a difference between playing it on the SNES and Genesis yeah. and Aladdin alone. Just like Josh said, the genie level in that was fucking awesome. And then when he played it on the SNES, it looked like was it Mega Man six cloud man level. Yeah. And I mean, just them changing a lot of things like an SNES. You don't have a sword. You throw apples. And you don't have a sword. Yeah. It was too violent, SNES. Too violent. Well, Nintendo. That's you Genesis know, well, actually, does Nintendo. what Nintendo. <laughs> giving you a sword and not a fucking apple. Which, by the way, I've mentioned before, High Score. Look that documentary up. They got an episode about when Sega was trying to do everything that Nintendo wasn't doing. It's great. You get everyone. Blast it processing. <laughs> <laughs> that, seriously, all the commercials from back then are just like, we're like, yeah, you could be playing Super Nintendo. And it's just like, do, 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 bleep, bleep, bloop, bloop. Or you could be. Gen-. And it shows like Sonic, like running really fast. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah, Sega was aggressive. So quick. Their even slogan was just a guy ripping through the thing going, Sega. Like just yelling. Yeah. Like, also, <laughs> Genesis does what Nintendo don't was well, their big thing. Well, if you watch that documentary, they put a guy in charge and be like, what are we doing wrong? You need you need to help us. And one of the, he had like a step plan. And one of the plans was make fun of Nintendo. Yeah, <laughs> that was, you know, of course. But unfortunately, speaking about Sega, Sega did do a um, their own version of Turtles of Time. I believe it was called. I forgot what it was called. Do you remember what it was called? Uh, no, because I was a Nintendo bro. 
the yeah, king, bro. I didn't know about this until years later. I remember someone was telling me that um somebody told me it was like, Yeah, I've never played the SNES version of Turtles Time. The only real good version of Turtles in Time is the Sega version, which was uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the Hyperstone Heist. Which, That's what it was called. I yeah. thought that was a different game. No, it's uh, it's the Sega version. Like I think the levels are a little different, but I've I've watched gameplay of it. I haven't played it, and it just looks a little clunkier. Yeah. It's it's you know it's like Aladdin for Super Nintendo. <laughs> like it's it's not as good. It's in not the ultimate version. What you don't hear about, you know. Yeah. Um, I am interested in what bosses they use and stuff like that, but I really don't think they. It, you know, it's not going to hold a candle to this one. Nothing's going to hold the candle to this one. And then. Uh, you know, we fight Slash, and then we get this one. I will say, I guess it's nostalgia, but out of all the songs in this video game, I already know what you're talking. Yeah, the, the ship level, yeah. right? Gullen Crossbone. Yeah, this is probably the it one. It has an okay song, but it's not a great song. And even the the like, I like the name of each level. The Skull and Crossbones. I couldn't even like think of anything like. The song only just makes me want to play this game. But another favorite boss yeah, it's, it's... boss villain fight. We got our boys. Mm-hmm. Bebop and Rocksteady. Dressed as pirates. Which is perfect. Perfect for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, I always, I. it's just like, again, it's like a nostalgia thing. I always love seeing Bebop and Rocksteady. They're, you know, I think that's why the Michael Bay sequel, the second one, got to me. Because I thought they got the characters down pretty good. And... Yeah, once they were transformed, they were pretty good. Uh, yeah, when it wasn't... We don't want to see Bebop and Rocksteady human. No, nobody wants to see that. Not even Bebop and Rocksteady don't want to see that. No, no. no. I will say, though, uh, check out, again, the I- IDW comics versions of them. Um, the, the remade comics, which, again, came out a few years ago. And they make Bebop and Rocksteady not only funny, but dark. Like, they, they definitely take that gritty angle from the yeah. original comics. Yeah, because like they were supposed to be like, like real criminals, like murderers. murderers. Yeah, yeah, murderers. That yeah. was the implied thing. Originally, was they murder people. And I'm not going to tell you who people can look it up, and I'm sure I've talked to Josh about this. If you get in the comics, they even murder a main character, and it's brutal. So definitely Are check you out about those recently. Com- yes. Oh yeah, I think that was, I remember hearing about it. That. Was it was actually about like three four years ago? Yeah, yeah. But that's what it's, I meant. It's a right? really sci-fi-ish type of a uh, thing they go into. But well, again, I mean, it's already a show about. Turtles turning into yeah. ninja teens. <laughs> ninja teens. <laughs> it's already pretty sci-fi. Which the teenager part does not make sense. <laughs> no, you you think like he would at least wait until they're like twenty one until they start murdering people yeah. with swords. Well, maybe and stuff. T- and turtles age differently. I mean, they acted like teenagers, Andrew. True, true. They did like that one girl and fight over her. April O'Neil, which I thought was really funny. Like, and I know it's a video game, so you can't like you know pick at certain things but i i did think it was funny when you're playing this game and you're going through time and you're you're waiting to walk uh april o'neill will appear and go move forward or something like that and it's like what's she doing back in time yeah you ever see the porn parody of tmnt 10 inch mutant ninja turtles no you know who they cast as april o'neill who april o'neill but that's the porn star? That's the porn yeah, star. Of course they did. Come on. Yeah. I'm probably, not surprised. She probably heard about it and she just showed up and She's was like. the executive producer. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, this is my name. This is my, this is my, this name. my name. April O'Neil. Like, I've been waiting for this movie to. For did you to come watch up it, Josh? Movie. 
I watched like see I I yes I did. It's not like erotic. It's more funny. It's more funny than anything. Um, there is porn. But... Most porn uh, parodies are more. But this is like an infamous. Like they try to make like really like heavy Comedy. version. I can't I can't remember the company, but uh, it's like Wood Rocket or something like that. I don't. Fuck. It doesn't matter. You can look it up. You got the internet. It's it is. Just watch the trailer. It's hilarious. You won't see anything, but it is hilarious. <laughs> that just I was gonna say was uh. The costumes in that for the turtles almost look as good as like TMNT three, <laughs> like Turtles in Time. Like, I wonder if they they that was them. They just like bought they them took the, they took the suits with the, the the mouths that don't move right, and it's always like, so. Wait, it's not just people like dressed in green or just like in bandanas. They have them in the actual fucking. They suits. have them in actual suits. Oh my god! And it looks bad, and they have green dicks. I, I but they don't look real. I I I don't know what to say. Like, you know, you know, you, you're gonna say, "Ladies and gentlemen, I have to pause it here because I need to do some research." <laughs> let's play. A cl- let's play a clip, play a clip. The, from this from this porno. <laughs> yeah. Which I lied. I'm not. I'm not playing that right now. Because <laughs> luckily, this porno used all the music from the OST for TMNT Turtle in Time. <laughs> Bury my <laughs> cock and wounded knee. <laughs> well, now the porno talk is done. So then we get into the next level. Bury my shell at wounded knee. Which is Barry Mike shell at wounded knee, not cock at wounded knee, and we get this a little jam, which is pretty good. I like this song a lot. This is another generic one. This is just a. Hey. Yeah, it's like this is like every western type. Yeah. Like Lone Ranger spin. It's definitely a Lone Ranger thing. But the the thing that's cool about this level now, this level is when like um no, no, the real the train, right? The train, yeah. and I, I the thing that I thought that was cool about this level is it really goes into like. You know, doing more in a video game that you see in beat-em-ups and stuff like that. Like, you're on the train, and you see the Foot Clan coming up on horses, like, next to the train, and then hopping off. And, you know, I always thought that was really cool. Which, not to backtrack, we forgot to, like, go uh, deep into the level of the ship one. I did like that you had to watch out because if you you stepped on certain boards the board would hit you in the face yeah or like there's a ship in the background that's shooting cannonballs from a distance and i mean it just goes again with the level design they really utilized a full 3d environment even if it is for the most part a side like a left to right scrolling beat em up yeah. they do really use the whole environment to make it seem immersive and that w- that was like w- so cool like in a game oh and when they stop step on planks what, what are they that's saying? what they're saying they, they step saying? on the planks um Oh, is that what they say? Oh no, you're saying oh, they're not doing it on my toe. Yeah, yeah. When they step, oh, I thought, oh no, no, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just a thwack. Yeah, I think, and they just go, oh, they just make a noise. What was it again? Oh, shell shock. Well, they always say that's that if one. they die. That's if yes. they die. But I think they were going, oh. I think in the arcade game, I think they say a little bit more. Mm. Duh, my nose. But in this level, uh, the, the, this is a, you're on a train and you have like the Foot Clan hopping on and stuff like that. I thought it was re- really cool. And then they would have like Foot Clan in like hiding in cowboy getup, like obviously, like you know. Oh yeah, it's like a like a coat rack. Yeah. And they're like you can see the feet hanging down, and you're like, That's you're not fooling me, buddy. I know that you're gonna jump out at me. Who was the boss of that level? It was a guy that was supposed to be like Crocodile Dundee, but he was a legitimate crocodile. Leatherhead, baby. Leatherhead. That's what the name of it was. Yep. Again, all these villains have such great names. Uh, Leatherhead, where he throws crawfish at you, a knife, and just crawls back and forth and tries to attack you. He's a a Louisiana. That was terrible. He's a Louisiana gator. Yeah. 
Well, he throws crawfish. Yeah. Pretty big crawfish, too. We thought they were lobsters. Well, they look like lobsters. <laughs> yeah, His crawfish are tiny. It's like, well, if he's from Louisiana, it can't be lobsters. It's got to be crawfish. Yeah, but they look like lobsters because crawfish are small. They fit in like the palm of your hand. Yeah, they're but very But he small. was throwing like, maybe it's mutated crawfish. Dude. But can crawfish, do they have pinchers to like, yeah. but big enough to like hurt you? No, that's why they look like. Lobsters, lobsters, yeah, because yeah. he throws a crawfish at yeah, you. The, yeah, they're lobsters, everyone. They're lobsters, but that's actually that. I think I remember that fight. We did have some not issues, but it was one of those where you can't really stun lock the the boss, so you did have to kind of just wait for him to start that attack where he just keeps throwing knives and okay. everything. Yeah, he didn't. He um. Because there was some times you just couldn't hit him. When he's on the ground rushing towards you. Yeah. yeah, you can't do anything about that. You just have to avoid it. Yeah, this is definitely a character you can't use. Because you can kind of use the same trick you can do with Slash with other villains. Uh, trap them in the middle. Yeah. Um, it's harder with like Bebop and Rocksteady and uh, Tokar and Razor because you get another character jumping back and forth at yep. you. Those those boss fights are like chaotic. Yeah, I think uh, some bosses it doesn't work because they have um, they get invincibility frames with some moves like mostly like charging moves like you just can't stop them no so that you can't stun lock them but yeah yeah we're getting we're getting through this we're there's get- not a lot of levels in this game but it's still even though there's not a lot of levels i think our full playthrough which i mean it still was like 45 minutes to it was an pretty hour, quick it was pretty quick we went through it pretty still quick. even though we've played it a bunch and your dog just farted definitely just farted my nose uh, yeah uh it's still like it's still really fun. Like, even if it's just an hour, it's still an hour of a game that you remember from so long ago. When you pick it up, it just feels like exactly yeah. like it felt when you picked it up all that time ago. The music brings you right back. The sound effects brings you right back. The easy, yeah, the, yeah. The, not easy. I don't want to say easy controls. Yes, they are easy. But if you want to learn the advanced controls, you do have to kind of practice a little yeah and there's also it's an attack you can use if you press um and you're using snes you y and b you do like a a certain like jump in f- at people attack which is usually an instant kill with like foot clan but it also takes a little bit of your health away yeah i don't think i ever use that attack i, I don't play. because it's a waste i don't want to use why my yeah you just just button mash play better yeah just play better just be better and you won't need to use the cheap attack so you mentioned uh, a lot of nostalgia in this game. He, uh, I remember one of my favorite levels, which is the next level we're going to discuss. Um, Neon Night Rider. Which, this level's so much fun. How fun is this level? The music's kind of meh. I kind of feel like I'm in like a futuristic like elevator. No, this just sounds like an F-Zero track. Yeah, it does sound like Which is what this level looks like. Looks like you're playing F-Zero. You're on like these hoverboards and you're being attacked by the foot. You're being attacked by the Foot Clan in like little helicopters. And then the end you fight Krang in his suit. And yeah, Krang in yeah, the suit yeah. is the next level you fight Krang in the yes, ship. Yes. Yeah. And this level, uh, one of the things that annoyed me the most, and I remember I was like, fuck, you were getting this too, was at the beginning of this level, you, you're moving forward and you have Foot Clans coming at you quick. But it'll stop real quick and they'll hit you and then they'll just go away. Yeah, like, you're, sp- you're supposed to time it so you can hit them or just avoid them. This is another level which kind of almost has like a... Yeah, it's bonus. It's almost bonus stage beginning feel to it. It's it's similar because it does the same thing right before you fight the boss, which it kind of tallies up the special pizza box things that you find along the way that also give you health because there's a lot of traps and mines and stuff that you can hit along the way. Now, the cool thing about this is when you get the intro of Krang in his suit, it's oh, like yeah. you're coming up and you just see in the background. The way background, him flying across the sky, and you're like, oh, here comes yeah, the big man. Shit. Here comes that little 
And then Pick a son of a bitch comes around the corner. Doesn't Krang also say something? Or is that the next level? Oh, he of course says something. It's Krang, so I think he just says like something like, Ah, you won't defeat me, or something like that. I should have got that saying down. Yeah. But I don't want to look it up. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to look at this. <laughs> no, it might not even be in that level. Uh, no, he does definitely say something. And then... Because uh, I, I know that Shredder, Super Shredder says, Tonight I dine on turtle soup. That's yeah. Right before you fight the last boss. He says that, but I, I don't remember I don't, what Crane says. I remember what Crane says. says. He but says I think something. Crane just says, like, eat my oh, ass or something like that. My life is a living nightmare. <laughs> I'm a blob. I'm a pink blob. <laughs> I have to get around in the suit. That Do you looks think like when he poops, Honey Boo Boo's mom. He, he poops in that suit, like he, or he... He wants to be human, so he sits his down. His poop just gets it, like... shot right back to Dimension X. <laughs> just the a little portal where his bum bum is. He just is. shits. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so after this, we get to um, the Starbase, which I thought was the Technodrome. Yeah, it's Final Technodrome. Starbase, where no turtle has gone before. Because you go to the Starbase... Then you go to the Technodrome. I think you fight Krang, it blows up, and then you go to the Technodrome that I think takes you to Shredder. Yeah, because you fight Shredder on like somewhere on a building in like New York. Yeah. Because I think on this, because, you know, Krang's a little spaceship, so they, you know. So the Starbase, which I thought was the Technodrome, which we totally screw it up on um this is where you have to dodge like ice beams electric beams you got all these robots i think this is maybe when the monsters come in um the mausers and again another one of my favorite boss battles where it's a pain in the ass um the fucking krang battle in this it's oh yeah it's super cheap super cheap the fact that he can like you can only hit him at certain points so krang's in a ship and you, you you can only hit him at certain points. He shoots bubbles at you. You get trapped in bubbles. He I think he can freeze you. He's got a freeze beam. He can um, he also can smash you, which he starts to do towards the end. Once his health starts running out, he starts just like dropping the ship on top of the turtles. But he also does this thing where he oh these are the, these are the guys you were talking about. Um, he can drop these little like pod like robots and then disappear. That's what I was those talking are the about. ones yep. that kind of look like. Like, they're like little like Roombas. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> yeah, much, pretty with, much. just like Roombas. Like a little camera that pops out on yeah. the, for the head and little legs. Um, those guys are a pain in the fucking ass. But, again, great boss battle. He's a pain in the ass. You gotta watch out for those fucking bubbles. Yeah. Um, unless the, unless I just suck, and I think you were having trouble too, he's not really a, one of those bosses you can really time right. No, you just have to know which attack you can actually hit him a few times at. Uh, he does. Most of his attacks have invincibility frames. Oh, and I just looked it up. The moon base one is Krang, and then the next level, the is Shredder. The, the Technodrome, the last song, is just that boss battle. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Um, I think in the arcade version, you do the Technodrome twice. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes oh no, sense. no, or there's. I don't know. I'll have to look it up because I, th- I always maybe I just always confuse the Starbase as the Technodrome. Maybe I thought I might have too. I, I thought you returned to the Technodrome, but. That wouldn't be the case in the arcade version because they added the Technodrome level in the SNES version at the beginning. I don't know. Fuck me. But we after this battle, we get the final boss battle, which you were saying was your favorite Big song. Big Daddy which... Diesel, Kevin Nash. Technodrome, the final shell shock. 
best part is Shredder turning into Super Shredder. Yep. And then a disappointing boss battle. And the and the, the sound effects in this are really cool too. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, basically, he's got three attacks. For people that decide to play this game, how would you defeat Super Shredder? Alrighty, so he's got three attacks. He glows red, green, and blue. When he glows red, he shoots flames in front of him, onto into the ground in a line in front of him. That is the attack you can hit him on. You wait till the flames go by, hit him two, three, four times, he goes to another position, does another attack. If it's green, he shoots a green thing in front of him. If you get hit by it, instant death, you turn into a turtle, you lose a life. The blue, he shoots ice in front of him, it freezes you, sets you up to get hit by another attack. That's it. Three attacks that he does random, and only one of them you can actually hit. So... We just you just have to wait. Yeah, and that's what we did, and it's disappointing. It's kind of one of those things you wish, like the super, the super Shredder boss. Like maybe there's multiple phases. Like maybe you fight him as regular Shredder, and he's like, Shredder's supposed to be a fucking ninja, a master fucking samurai. Maybe you fight or fight him like that, and then he turns into Super Shredder as like a last stand thing, and then maybe it's a little bit more predictable. But he has that one shot kill ability. I don't know. That's like the only downside I'd say was just a disappointing last boss. Yeah. But it's still hella fun. Oh, yeah. And the Statue of Liberty's in the back, you know, just in the Technodrome the whole time. We probably also would have had more of a challenge if we had played it on hard mode and not Which we should mode. have probably done. Um, we'll have to do that at some point. I mean, the only difference is that you start with seven lives as opposed to five lives, I think it is, in hard mode, and you probably only have two to three continues as opposed to five continues which we didn't use any continues even in normal mode well, i think you can up you can up to lives or was it you could up to no because we had a lot of lives we had like seven we, we up the lives yeah because i think the it's the continues get up difficulty it changes difficult. the continues that you're allowed yes. um and the lives you can change but i think in hard you can't go more than five and also the only thing you get defeating hard mode which it's an older game people so you don't get any kind of thing especially it's yeah. just at the end splinter just instead it goes you should Try something more challenging. I almost did the voice. I'm going. <laughs> uh, yeah, and when you win, he just, oh, you are now truly a turtle. Yeah. I mean, it's just that old thing in video games from back in the day. Like now there's all these completion bonuses and you get, oh, I got 100%. So I get an extra scene. And it's, it's like, no, they didn't do that back then. I talked For the to most every- part, you would beat the game and it would say, like, it would misspell congratulations. And it would be like, <laughs> congratulations. You have done game. Nowadays, it'll be like, you talk to everybody in the town. Here's a trophy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, um, oh, what's uh, oh, Ghost and Goblins, the game you have to beat like twice. Like, that's literally like, it's like, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you have won an awesome, awesome journey. And they're like, I just played this game through twice, this insanely hard game. For them to misspell congratulations. You have won this awesome journey. Yeah, it's some ridiculous. I know it says congratulation. <laughs> well, I know, like, and then it wasn't until, like, the newer games that they made you work for weird endings. Like, Silent Hill has this whole thing where you have to beat it, like, five times and you get the dog ending or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where you find it's just as a Shiba Inu pulling these levers and causing all the may- all the aliens and all the mayhem in the town. And you're like, you crazy dog, you. <laughs> you silly dog. And then has a weird song that it's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a fucked up game. Yeah. I mean, but then there's other games that you know you work for it, and maybe it's worth it. 
but this game wasn't like that. And no, this is not. This is not a game where you're like, I need to complete everything. But you know, you just you play it, and you get that nostalgic feeling, and you remember how good it was back then, and it it fucking holds up. It holds up. Now speaking of that, because we're coming to the end of the ep- episode, um, how should we rate this? video game like how how was our scoring style gonna... so for these video game review episodes we're not going to do the normal stuff we do with movie reviews and give it a three-point factoring system it's just does this game hold up from a nostalgia perspective you love this game when you were a kid we played it again do you still love this game or has your opinion changed and i'll go first this game is still a nine out of fucking ten snes game still a top five snes game as far as soundtrack gameplay uh comedy characters uh everything it's still a game we could play now and i would have as much fun as when we played a week ago i can't give it a perfect score though oh well just because we did mention like a little bit of a weak last boss um that's it that's really the only thing weak last boss well, Josh, I feel like you scored this incorrectly because we ain't talking about no last boss. We talking about how does this affect us nostalgically? And I'm going out swinging, man. This is a 10 out of fucking 10. I fucking love this game. Hell, talking about this game, I want to play this game today. Right now, I'm going to play this game probably later tonight. Like, it's I could play this game so many times. Even when I was looking, getting the songs ready for this episode, my girlfriend, my, my lovely girlfriend, Kat, was just like, haven't I heard this weird 80s nonsense you're listening to right now? Um, she said something along the lines of that, and I'm like, yeah, you've probably seen me play this game multiple times. So yeah, 10 out of 10, man. Like, you know, uh, going out swinging. Um, I'm sure there's other games that... Uh, with, we're going to be doing a lot of our favorite games, so I'm sure I'm going to be giving you ridiculously high scores where Josh is probably going to yell at me at some point and be like, stop, they're not all perfect. It's your opinion. No, it's just these games get me. You can't have a wrong opinion. Get get me very, very excited. Andrew is erect. Yeah. I, this whole time we've been talking about this game, I've had a huge erection. I wouldn't say huge. Raging. Now, I don't know if we discussed, speaking of erections, um, at the beginning of this episode. Going back to the porn parody? Is that <laughs> speaking of turtle dicks. Now, wh- who were your favorite turtles? Michael. <laughs> Came out right at the best time. He was just looking at us as Josh was talking about turtle dicks. <laughs> talking about turtle dicks. Uh, no, my favorite character is Michelangelo, hands down. And I wouldn't let Josh be Mikey. I called him right as soon yeah, as Yeah, he stole him, but I mean, whatever. Leonardo's good for this game because he's got the dual swords. Yeah, um, Michelangelo, always my favorite party dude. Um, you know, he was the best in the show. In the comic books, he's really cool, too. Uh, I will say a solid second for me, though. And, you know, a lot of people go, well, if you always pick Mikey, you always pick Raph, which is not the case. Well, it is actually the case in my case. Uh, Raph is a hard second, especially I started to like Raph a little bit more. Again, when I went into those uh, re- the, the reboot of the comics, um, they really focus a lot on Raph and his character is really good. And they do a lot of that in the 2003 movies. animated series. Too. Oh, the animated series. Yeah. The Michael Bay movies too. They did. No, the... I meant like the, the early one. Actually. Yeah. He was the main character for basically the first one. Like he was the one that kind of pushed the narrative forward because he was more trying to be his own individual and that, you know, he met Casey and then he kind of got fucked over by the foot clan and he tried to do, he tried to save like April O'Neil's place true, and Leo you know? got hurt. And I think I've always kind of liked Raph. Um, I just also, like he, he allowed so many children 
to swear because of those yeah. movies. I mean, it was damn. only it was only damn. Yeah. But even back then, I was like, if, well, Mikey was the character. I'm gonna say it too. <laughs> Raph can say it. I can say it. The the cool thing about Raph was, you know, he was just like the character that went against the grain. He didn't like rules. He just, you know, he wanted to. He was a rude dude. <laughs> Though, like in the animated series, all he did was crack jokes and puns constantly, yeah. which I never I got. I think I did, I didn't really like Raph in the cartoon, but when you, if you give me gritty Raph, I'm all about it. He he's definitely a great character. No 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 love for Leo or Donnie. Never liked him. Yeah. Leo is kind of boring. Yeah, he's a goody two shoes. Yeah, yeah. And then Donnie, yeah, he invents stuff. Um, this is again like from the different variations. I will say I liked the first movie, Donnie, uh, with um Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. I thought he was the best Donnie. Uh, him and he again he cracked jokes. He didn't in the first one. He didn't really do anything smart or like. You know, he helped Casey Jones with a car. That's about it. But he was more of a goofball. Yeah, I don't think they were really going like their cartoon thing. Like you, Leonardo's the leader. That's it. Michelangelo eats pizza and parties, dude, and skateboards. And Raph has got a bad attitude. Yeah, Donnie. Donnie the... didn't really work on anything. He, he was he like a different version of, of Mikey. Yeah. Like him and Mikey were like the same. Yeah, because they wanted it to be dark, but they also want to sell them toys, son. Want to sell them? Yeah, well, that's when the second one came in. They really went heavy-handed on the. Oh yeah, because uh, doesn't Leonardo not even use his swords once none the of entire them, movie? None of them. They don't do. use their weapons. Um, Michelangelo, when he's fighting, he's using uh, pepperoni links yeah. as nunchucks. Yeah. It's because parents were complaining about how violent the first one was, and yeah, because Leonardo has two swords, and they established that the Foot Clan was teenagers. Yeah, true. <laughs> they weren't robots. Yeah, like... but they were like stabbing anyone like. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, was behind the scenes. But that first one was definitely very, very dark. But although, I'm, hey, I will say, you wanted to be in the Foot Clan because of their hideout. Those their arcades, hideout, the free cigarettes, all the skate was the skate park plus stuff in there. Like, yeah, I will rob cars if I get to hang out there. We're now at the end of our episode, and yep, Turtles in Time, uh, Ninja Turtles Four for the SNES is. Still a classic to us. Um, if you disagree, you I would know, love to know. Contact your, I would love to know what you think is wrong with this game. I did try to look up. Uh, you know, I was going to read reviews and see if I can find a weird one, but they all pretty much said the same thing that we said. But I was looking for bad reviews because I'd like to see if somebody actually thought this game was bad. Nothing. I even went on a a site that I was like, okay, one star reviews, nothing. Two star reviews, nothing. Three star reviews, nothing. Four star reviews, something. There was only four and five star reviews, nothing else. I could maybe see there being negative reviews on this game if it was ported improperly to like a new system, like if the Xbox One was shit. Yeah, maybe there's new reviews based on that that are bad. But this game is, it's good. Yeah, the the only bad reviews I saw on this game were the remake. Yeah. Everyone else was not happy about the remake of this game. There was another game that came out after this in 2006. Uh no, Teen Manhattan Project was on NES, wasn't it? Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Nightmare. Oh. And it was kind of um it was the new TMNT, the 2003 remake of the series. Well, I thought you were going to say Tournament Fighters cuz I thought you, Tournament Fighters was No, uh, Tournament Fire, Fighters was ridiculous. Yeah, Though it, ridiculous. it it's fun but the combos in that game are just Yeah, it's not the it's, it's almost impossible. It was trying to do like a Street Fighter type game with these characters, which is a cool concept, but 
I don't think you need to go that far with like combos and stuff. Yeah. And again, the difference is too, there's people always tell me that the, you know, the Sega and super Nintendo version were very different. And a lot of people will say that the Sega version is better. Mm-hmm. I played both and I still don't feel, I feel, I feel the same. I don't think it's a great game. Um, but the one that I'm talking about was like, it's more, it's like th- 3d. It's kind of looks in a way like the remake, but it's based off that, um, that, the 2003 remake of the series, which isn't bad. It's a little bit more based off the comics. At first, I didn't care for it because I was like, what? They're not eating pizza? But it was a little bit more based off the comics. And if you watch it, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good watch. The game was actually pretty cool, uh, but it wasn't Turtles in Time. They had long levels and stuff like that. And it was also, I think it was for PS2 and it was really glitchy and, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've played some of the newer ones that were trying to capture that same just beat them up, side scrolling thing, and it's fun, but it's not the same. So that wraps up our uh, episode. We're going to be doing uh, one of these once a month. Um, and w- you know, we'll be announcing which video game we'll be doing, as like we do with the movies. In the previous episode, we'll say what we'll be doing. Uh, speaking of that, Josh, what movie are we doing next week? By the look on your face, I can tell that I don't have my laptop, so I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, look on your face. It looks like you don't know. Next week, we'll be doing Angry Birds. It is I'm going to be angry. I'll be the angry bird. <laughs> <laughs> I have never. Th- there was only one reason when this was announced why I thought maybe I would want to see this movie is to see how the fuck they took an app game, which is about shooting pigs at buildings that have birds in them. Yeah, you're pretty much just playing knock- the other way around. Like you're playing knockover blocks with yeah. you with different birds. That how you is throw, there a plot? To and that? there's pigs. Uh, I think in the in the in the game, it's there's pigs that take over these birds areas and the birds are angry and they're. <laughs> yes. But I'm saying, how do they make a whole movie about that? Yeah, I, I, I really don't know that to me, that's like making a game with a movie out of Tetris. That's kind of like, how do you do that? So it'll be very interesting to see, especially since there is an Angry Birds 2. Oh, my God. There might even be three. Who knows? Oh, fuck. But this is definitely, you know, speaking about a game that had a series of movies that definitely catered to kids, Angry Birds is definitely one of those games that does whatever. There's so much um, Angry Bird merch out there and everything, and we're going to go over it next week. So buckle up, Josh. Get excited. I know you're pumped about it. (laughs) Thank you for joining us for our first video game discussion. If there is a classic game that you would like us to cover that we maybe even didn't play, but we can get our hands on and play it and then discuss for an episode, you know, email us at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. But if anybody wanted additional content or any information on the bands that we used for this episode, where would they go? They would go to 8bitpod.com. That's our website. It's the number 8bitpod.com. But if you want more daily updates where we put all of our new content that's coming out, as well as our streaming schedule on Twitch, visit our Facebook and Instagram page. We post there basically every other day. If you are in a video game music cover band, reach out to us. We would love to promote your music. Also, we're looking for more people that are part of the video game community if they would like to be on the show. If you got another podcast or if you are in a video game music cover band, we've already used your music and you want to be a guest, reach out to us. So check all that out, and we'll see you next week. My toes, my toes. <laughs> oh, shoot.